It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in our number two of the program here on Monday morning. We'll be talking with you throughout this hour at 508-996-0500 and also via app chat and the open line voicemail option on the WBSM app. We'll also be talking in the next hour with New Bedford Light columnist Jack Spillane as we turn on the light each and every Monday, and we'll take your calls during that segment as well with Jack. But, you know, yesterday uh, I was home, I was working, I was writing some stories. Uh, In fact, I have a few interesting stories that I'll be sharing with you this week that I think you'll really like, and I'm just trying to chip away at getting some of those done, including a story that I'll have for you probably later on today about an act of generosity from a local door dasher that I think you will find interesting, not only telling her story, but also, hey, what happens if somebody cancels their order, right? So uh, we'll have that story for you a little bit later on today. But as I was sitting there in front of the computer and I'm working on a variety of different things yesterday, the news comes out that uh, the Hawthorne Country Club in Dartmouth is on fire. And so I, you know, obviously I reach out to the fire department, but it's going to take a while to hear back because they're at the scene fighting the fire. Uh, And I didn't want to go down there because I figured, first of all, a lot of people are going to try to go down there. But second of all, they're telling us, you know, the Dartmouth police are telling us that roads were closed. So it's like, okay, well, I don't want to go down there if the roads are closed because, you know, yeah, if you have a press pass, sometimes you can get through, but sometimes you can't because it's a safety issue. So I just decided to keep on going and keep on writing and figured I would get the information. And eventually the uh, the police chief responded to my request for information and we got the story up there. But as this was happening, I'm seeing people sharing on social media. You know, the Dartmouth police put up something about the roads being closed and they shared some photos. So that post was getting shared all over social media. And I'm reading the comments that people have about this. Now, the 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 property, the Hawthorne Country Club property just sold a little over a week ago for 3 million dollars. Now it's sat empty for a few years now. If you remember, it had actually been sold previously and there'd been a time when it had shut down and then it came back and then that was no longer profitable. So I think it was at the end of 2015, beginning of 2016 that uh, the the owner then shut everything down and put the property up for sale. And the people who bought it, the company that bought it a little over a week ago, plans on turning it into senior condominiums. So uh, Michael Rock's story that we had on it at WBSM.com talked about it would either be 55 plus or perhaps 62 plus age restriction to live there. And that their plan was to build, uh, I think it was around 105 units on the property. And so it would be, rather than having a big building with 105, you know, units in it, it was going to be spread across the entire 56 acres, I think it is, 54 or 56 acres. So they were going to spread it across the entire property, which meant that the building 
that houses the there was the function facility and the and the clubhouse and all that that was going to have to be destroyed that was going to have to be raised in order to build what they wanted to build there and as always happens hold on sorry about that had to sneeze as always happens when there is a fire at a place that is under development people are claiming that it's suspicious now there is no inclination of that from the fire chief and the information that he sent us all he told us is that there were no injuries and that the building was a complete loss. The state fire marshal's office is investigating along with the Dartmouth Fire Department. So if there was anything untoward, uh, that's when we, we would come out is we would get the report from the state fire marshal's office that would say, you know, what their findings are. But you know, you know how people's minds go that they speculate that this was done because they had to just they had to demo the building, and this way here they can also demo the building and put in an insurance claim. And I don't I don't know that that's true. Is it just coincident coincidence? More likely than not, but of course people are going to question it anyway. But the investigation, the state fire marshal's investigation, will look into that aspect. I'm sure. And they usually do a great job of when they release that information, spelling it out like exactly why they, you know, feel the way that they do from their investigation. So I don't think it'll take too long to get that because it was a vacant building. You know, normally when we're waiting for that kind of information and it's because there's a fatal fire, it's, it's, they have to alert the family and they have to make sure that all the next of kin are notified before they go public with the information. And so there's a lot of steps and, and time involved in the process. This was a vacant building. Uh, so, and if they're able to pinpoint relatively quickly how the fire started, then they'll get that information out to us relatively quickly. But of, of course, as always, with any investigation, it'll take as long as it takes. But that's not going to stop people from, from speculating until then. I would just say... You know, well, I'll, I'll wait for the report before I, I pass any judgment. But anytime that you have such a close proximity to a sale that there's a fire, people are going to talk. I also say, though, wouldn't, wouldn't that be a reason not to have it be an act of arson, right? Because everybody's going to assume that it was an insurance job. So I don't think that would be a smart move to actually do that so soon after you purchase the property. That's why I think that people are, you know, probably wrong in the speculation, but we'll see. Uh, but anyway, if, if you wanted to see some of the photos, these are just the photos that the Dartmouth police shared. Uh, I asked the fire department if they had any more photos and uh, they said not at this time, but I'm sure, you know, there's always people who want to send you photos and say, you know, here you can use these, just give me credit. So some of those may pop up. But that's a place that had a lot of memories for a lot of folks, right? My junior prom was there. I'm sure many of you had a prom there. I'm sure many of you went to weddings there, banquets there. I just, I remember when I went for my junior prom, it was 
I, I went with a girl that I'd had a huge crush on. And I remember picking her up at her house. She lived not that far from me. So I picked her up at her house in my beat up. Was it at 83 or at 85 Plymouth Reliant? Right? Plymouth Reliant or Dodger? Either way, it was a K car. Pretty sure it was a Reliant. And it was, I called it the beast. It was loud. It was obnoxious. It had, um, it, it needed a lot of work that I just didn't put into it. It's a little bouncy. The uh, suspension may not have been as good as it could have been. So I, I picked her up in this car and we went to her grandparents' house in New Bedford before we went to the Hawthorne Country Club. She wanted to go show her grandparents her address and take some photos and everything. And then we went over to the golf course. And pulling into the golf course in that car, I thought to myself, I should have probably borrowed somebody's car that's a little bit nicer than mine. But we went in and it was such a great place to have a prom. Because you had, they had the, the balcony area that you could go outside and get some fresh air if, uh, if things got a little bit warm inside, which of course, you know, they always do. And uh, I, I don't remember the meal that they served, but I'm sure it was great. And I remember being on the dance floor and, you know, I never dance, but I remember actually getting out there and, and dancing because I was just feeling the vibe of, of such a great place. And I'm sure a lot of you have memories like that of, of events that happened there. Not to mention those of you who were actual golfers who went there and played golf. I never got to golf there. I, but by the time I got into golf, and it was just a very brief run of a couple years that I, that I did it. Once my son was born, I didn't really spend the time to go out there all day and be gone for an entire day. But for a couple of years, me and some coworkers and some of my friends, we would go out when we could, and I was terrible. I had golf clubs that I bought at the Salvation Army, but we, we never really made it this far. Like we played some courses in Wareham and Marion, but we never made it over this far. But it was on my radar mainly because it was nine holes. Nine hole courses took me all day, let alone, gosh, if I played 18. The first time I ever played 18 was at uh, Little Harbor, I think it was, and it took me forever. Other people are like, oh, I got in two rounds of golf today. I was like, it took me two days to get in a round of golf. What? But um, I think it's a place that will have, you know, a lot of those memories for folks. And now knowing its future will be nothing of that in the future. No more, no more golf, no more events. Uh, that's not going to be the future of the property. It appears it'll be senior condominiums and it'll be a place for, for I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe they keep golf there for the people who live there. I don't know. I don't know what the footprint will be if you're trying to build 105 units. Maybe it is possible that they keep a, a course there, but I know that the course, the last I'd seen photos had fallen into to rough shape. So no pun intended. So it's going to take a lot to, to bring that back, I think. But we'll see. 
we'll see what happens and we'll see what the investigation by the state medical office determines. State medical office, state fire marshal's office determines. And we'll see if, you know, people's theories pan out. I, I think it's just probably a, a tough coincidence. But again, I've, I've been wrong before. 508-996-0500, if you want to call in and chime in on that. I mean, it's, it's whenever you have a place like that, even though it's been, it's been vacant, even though it's been a long time since it was a viable place in the area, and people have kind of made their peace with it, it's still tough to see it go, right? It's still tough to see places burn down that have meant something to us. You know, that your children now or your grandchildren won't be able to have their prom or their wedding in the same place that that you might have. My senior prom was at Lombardo's in Randolph. And it was kind of a cool thing to me. You know, even though we're from, um, you know, at the time, you know, my whole family's living in, in Wareham. And you wouldn't think that Wareham kids would want to go to Randolph for a prom, but we were looking for a place that would be a little bit further away from home so that if we got limos, it was worth it. You weren't just taking a, like there's nothing worse than having a prom at your school and then renting a limo because you're just getting picked up at your house and driven to the school and then driven back to your house. You know, we liked the fact that we went somewhere that was a little bit further away because it made it worth your money. We watched, I remember putting movies in the VCR in the back of the limo on the way there and all kinds of stuff like that. And I actually, because my grandparents lived right down the street and the limo was going to just sit there the whole time we were in the prom, I actually tipped the limo driver extra to go pick up my grandmother and my aunt in the limo and bring them out to dinner and then bring them home and then come back and wait for us. And he was happy to do it because he said it's better than sitting there doing nothing. And so they they picked my, my grandmother up and my aunt in front of their house and you know, made a big to-do. He opened the door and I think he put out a red carpet for them and everything. And they got into the, into the limo and he took them to their favorite restaurant, which was, you know, a 35 minute ride away. They went in, they ate because I gave them money to pay for their meal. I mean, I was an 18 year old kid. I had tons of cash. I was working full-time hours and didn't have any bills. And, uh, and he got a meal too. And then they went back and you know, so it gave them a great, it was the only time my grandmother was ever in a limo. So it, you know, it was nice to be able to do that for them. But it was also kind of cool for me to be having my senior prom in the same place that my parents had their senior prom. Now, my son didn't go to his. I don't even know where they had his, but at least two generations go into the same place. And, and, you know, Lombardo's will always be a place people will remember because it's got that giant chandelier. I don't know if you've ever driven by it when you're going down, uh, you know, going down 128 heading toward Boston. Maybe if you're coming off 24, you see the giant chandelier in Lombardo's. I mean, huge, like two stories tall. So if you take your, your prom photos in front of that, so now my, my parents have their 1970-whatever prom photo. And then next to them, you know, you have my photo, and it's pretty much the same thing. Although I didn't marry the person that I took as my prom date like, like they did. 
In fact, I don't think I ever talked to her again after that night. I didn't really know her before that either. It was one of those things where, you know, my friends were going with her friends and she was the only one not going and I wasn't going to go. And then they said, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll pay more for the limo if you take her so that she can go too. And I was like, eh, whatever. 508-996-0500. Maybe you have some Hawthorne Country Club memories that you would like to share. You can do so by calling in or sending us an app chat or a voice a voicemail on the WBSM app. But we'll take a break and be back in a few moments. And welcome back in 508-996-0500. Uh, we got a few app chat messages. We got a phone call. Hang on, we'll get right to you. But uh, John and Fairhaven said, uh, golfed all through high school there. It was a nice course. Uh, and then... Um, I'm going to get into some stuff from Answered 7 and a question in just a moment, but let me go to the phones. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. How are you? I've been to Lombardo's. You have? Yeah. When, um, I, when I worked at Star Store in New Bedford, um, they, they had a whole bunch of stores, Almy's, Edgar's, and Fall River. And um, well, when one of the big uh, supervisors was retiring, they had everybody go there, I, I, quite a few stores. We took a school bus, to a bunch of buses. It was absolutely beautiful inside. I, I remember the I remember the chandelier. Yeah, huge. Still there too. Almost the whole room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just hangs yeah. in the middle, and there's all yeah. these. Uh, I think it's three levels. Is it? If I remember right, three levels of. I, uh, I don't know. We were on the first level, I think. And I'm uh, not sure. And yeah, you you can go and you can you know take photos with that as your backdrop from from pretty much any angle that you want. Yeah, yeah. It was really good food and um, the bar. I don't know. They didn't have open bar. It was uh, really, really nice, and they got up there on stage, and they, he did his speech and stuff like that. But yeah, there was a lot of people there. So they they went to the buses so people could have drinks, you know, so they wouldn't. Yeah, they get to take buses back to where they worked and then take the cars home. I'll tell I'll yeah. tell you a funny story about the uh, about the food there. So they served us our meal, right? And mm -hmm. the um, the dessert, I, I guess, was a fruit cup. And yeah. my my date, who again I I didn't really know her at all, but she was like, ah, oh, I don't like all these other fruits. Can you, oh, like, I only like strawberries. And I was like, all right, well, hang on. And I called the waiter over and I said, hey, uh, my date, she doesn't like other fruit. Can you just bring her a cup of strawberries? And he's like, oh, sure, absolutely. So he brings her out this, this, this cup of strawberries. And then my friend Pat, who was the one who talked me into going with this girl because he wanted to date her best friend. And so her yeah. best friend agreed to go to the prom if, you know, she could go too. And so, you know, he's trying to impress his date. And uh, she's like, Pat, I want a bowl of strawberries, too. And Pat's like, oh, well, I'll get you a bowl of strawberries. And he calls the waiter over, like, excuse me, can I get a bowl of strawberries from my date? And he looks at him and he goes, no, we're all out of strawberries now. <laughs> <laughs> That'll teach him to fix you up with her. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, um, that's funny. Yeah, but it was a beautiful time. It was a beautiful place. Absolutely. I don't know if they do they, uh, food shows and all that, too, because I think... You know, like, like, uh, I think I think uh, a lot of that stuff now they do like in the in the convention center in Boston because it's easier to get everybody into it. Um, yeah. Or they go a little bit further out. Like I used to go to the food show in in Taunton or Raynham, I think, or maybe Foxborough. Like they would usually yeah. have it out that way, so it's a little bit you know closer to you know in between Boston and Providence. Yeah, because I know we we were opening the deli downtown, the Piccadilly, and. Um I had to go with the bosses and uh, pick out like different, try the different foods and things. I'm trying to think. It was out there somewhere. I used to love going had, to the food shows. Oh yeah, they were fun. Because you get and to sample, you, you get to yeah. sample everything, and then yeah. you know you get to talk them into sending you a free case of stuff to try at work, and then yeah. and then all the salesmen are trying to bring you out for drinks afterwards because they think you have the purchasing power. It's like I'm just here to take notes from my boss. Like I can't actually buy anything, but I didn't tell them that. <laughs> we, well, yeah, I went out to drinks with my bosses. 
afterwards, but um, I forget that. Was it Rock and Hoss or something? It was a did, long time ago. Did you ever go to anything at Hawthorne? Did you ever go to any oh, events yeah. there? Yeah. yeah, I've been to plenty of weddings there, and my niece had a prom there, and it's a shame. It really is. I don't live that far from there. But it, I could smell smoke, but I didn't know where it was coming from. I thought somebody had their fire pit going. No, and, um, no. But it's, what a shame. You know, it really... I mean, yeah, it was it was going down anyway, so I guess you know it's it's better to yeah, rip the bandaid know, off maybe than to to watch it happen slowly. Yeah, and it came down fast, so it'd be faster than it would, I guess. And the important thing is no injuries. That's the important part. So thank God. Yeah. All right. Great. Well, you have a great right. day. Yeah, you too. Take Bye-bye. it easy. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. You are next on WBSM. Hello. This is Weisberg. How, How are, are you? It's on your mind. I got a question for you. I spoke to you the other week, told you about this vehicle that was out on a Rochester line. You might yes. be interested. Yep. Did you get to see it? I did not get to see it. No, I had to come uh, back for a meeting, so I didn't get to stop. All right. I'm just curious how you made out or what it looked like or what your opinions were. I didn't get to see it, but I told my uncle about it. And uh, and I know that, uh, well, I told my cousin to tell my uncle about it. And uh, she said that uh, he would probably go down there when he had some time off. Great. If you ever if you find out, he's going to make any uh announcement on it or write up on your page or anything yeah if, if if something happens and uh you know if he if he ends up buying it or maybe if it's worth oh. writing an article about i'll do that when i go over there great i appreciate it all right thank you all right thank you Bye-bye. and uh yeah i won't spoil it but um the he he called to let me know about a, a vehicle that i had expressed interest in previously there's a, a version of it a little bit more locally we'll put it that way and unfortunately, I'm not in any position where I could where I could buy one, even if it's cheap. But I know that my uncle would, especially if it's as uh, if it's as cheap as that gentleman thought that it might be, my uncle would be all over that. He he has a, an old 1940s or 1950s pickup truck. Uh, his daughter drives a '63 Galaxy, I think it is. And you know, like I think this vehicle would be a perfect addition to his lineup of, of cars and motorcycles. Uh, answered seven in the question. says, Tim, it seems like all the places that meant something that had something to do, that had something to do become businesses or housing. Westport water slides, some water s- slides sold because businesses, Lincoln park burns down because becomes housing. Now the golf club sold and will become housing. Okay. I'm just, we got a little bit of odd punctuation here. Answered seven. So hang on with me. All right. So the water slide sold becomes businesses. Lincoln Park burns down, becomes housing. Now the golf club sold and will become housing. Why can we? Why can't we just rebuild or build another amusement park or water slide? The South Coast seems to be dwindling down to nothing for young kids to do. Even a cushion had things to do. They had the driving range. Now that's a solar panel area. They had White's Family Fun Place where that's where there was an arcade and bumper boats. Now it's been sold and it's becoming something else. So yeah, I mean, unfortunately, the reason why these places close is because. They don't, they don't do enough business. It's great to have them there, and it's great to be able to go there and have fun when you have the time, but they need to keep themselves open. And I know the white situation, because I used to, we used to get white, white brothers delivered to us at the diner, and I would always talk to the, to the drivers about that. And, you know, they would say, you know, it's, it's easy for them to do because the business runs itself, you know, the, the, the business kind of affords them to be able to, to have that stuff. And so it doesn't matter if they have to close it down for 
all week long and only open it on the weekends or whatever they were doing. So I don't know why that particular place closed, but I know a lot of these other attractions closed because people didn't go to them anymore. You know, Lincoln Park closed because it just wasn't, it wasn't um, viable for them to remain open with what the costs were to maintain everything versus what they were bringing in every year. And I do think amusement parks are a harder thing to do in this day and age, not only because of insurance and liability, but because you've got to make it really worth people's time to go. When it's just as easy to take a two-hour drive to go to Agawam and visit Six Flags, some people say, well, I'd rather go drive that. And I don't know how much a Six Flags ticket is now, but the last time that, that I went, I think it was like $35 a person. Maybe forty dollars a person, and then you, you know, you bring a soda can or a coupon you got at the convenience store or something, and you save five or ten bucks off the admission. But, you know, I would rather make a day out of things and go out to Six Flags and spend the day out there, or go to Canopy Lake Park and spend the day out there. If I had a place in my own backyard, I'm sorry to say, I'd probably go there every now and then, but I, I, I probably wouldn't view it as, as special. You know, I, I view going to Edaville as something special because I only do it occasionally so I think if everybody's only going there occasionally how is it a viable thing to keep going and that's the problem is it just didn't have the interest and part of that is because of just the evolution of things you know at one point the Cranberry Highway in, in Wareham and Buzzards Bay had multiple arcades up and down the Cranberry Highway and I'm sure they all did very well at the height of arcade business but as home consoles became more of a popular thing and everybody had a Nintendo in their house or a Sega in their house, people were less and less likely to go to the arcade. So those started to shut down. Now, obviously, there was also issues with kids' behavior and, you know, it's not a place that you wanted people gathering on a Friday night necessarily because you could get fights breaking out and other things like that. But really, it was the home video game market that killed arcades. So instead of it being a destination place that people went to, you saw the ones that survived through the 90s and early 2000s as being, you know, places that were inside the mall. Why is it inside the mall? Because you're already in the mall anyway. So while you're there, you might go to the arcade. So I think, unfortunately, a lot of these places that we used to have fun at, some of them just kind of, modernized out you know something came along that that rendered them redundant or irrelevant but there's still you know plenty of opportunity for there to be things to do of the next generation you know what are people what are people doing now well they like to go to trampoline parks they like to go to escape rooms you know, the laser tag, when the laser tag place was closing, there was all kinds of outrage about that because people liked having that opportunity. But, you know, it's it's going to be a few years, maybe a, a decade or two where those are popular and then people move on to something else. Unfortunately, you know, amusement parks are one thing that you thought would be enduring and would last a long time, but it's, I think part of it is just the nature of that business is what priced a lot of people out. Try being an independent amusement park owner these days. You know, ask John Deli Prescoli about what it costs to, to, to operate a park. 
with insurance, with maintenance, with trying to bring in new rides, trying to build new rides, trying to expand the footprint of the park. Even he's decided that he's going to use part of his space for housing. And he said that's the way that he can keep the park going. So it's unfortunately, these things that we loved growing up, their time has just passed. And that's it's sad, but that's just the reality of it. And I would love to see, you know, more opportunities for kids to go out and have fun and do things like that. But that's it's just not a business model that people are looking to invest in these days. 508-996-0500. I'm going to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. And back to the talk with you at 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, we were talking about the fire at the Hawthorne Country Club that basically leveled the building. Like, it's it's destroyed now. It's a total loss, according to uh, the fire chief. And so the building was going to be raised anyway because they were planning on putting in senior condominiums over there, which means that they were going to have to destroy that anyway. So, again, some people are speculating, well, gee, that's coincidental, isn't it? But uh, the state fire marshal's office and the fire department are investigating, so we'll get more information on that, I'm sure, uh, in the coming days. But the um, for now, you know, it's... It is what it is. And uh, lamenting the loss anyway of this facility, even though it's been years since there's been anything going on there. And even before that, it, it wasn't like it was the Hawthorne that people remember for a, a period of time before that. So this this place that mattered so much to the folks around here that so many memories were made is now gone. And it's one thing if you drive by the building and it's still there and you can say, oh, you know, that's the place where I had my wedding or I had my prom or I had this party or this event or or what have you. Maybe that's the place you got your first hole-in-one, whatever it might be. The building is still there and it still allows you to hang on to those memories. But now that it's it's destroyed, it just hammers that home a little bit more. And think about that. Think about how many places like that we have lost. As, as, as Answered 7 was talking about, you know, places like Lincoln Park. How much does it hurt your heart when you drive by there? Not that the houses that are there, the, the, uh, the, uh, the apartments that are there aren't beautiful. But when you drive by and you don't see the comet hanging up, hanging over the tree line there, you don't see... The rides, even when they were, even when they were beat up and run down, it still allowed you to have those memories attached. The same thing with 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 Rocky Point, right? I can't tell you how many times I watch a Rocky Point video on YouTube and see what it looked like even after it was shut down but abandoned, and you can still kind of keep those memories and fresh in your mind. Now. Not so much. Now it's a lot of open space with just a few little reminders of what was there before. I remember driving down there, and even though you couldn't, well, you weren't supposed to go into the park, you could still drive around and get to the shore dinner hall and look up at that and, and see the see where the rides were and all of that and, and, and kind of revisit those memories. Now it's just not the same going to a park. 
and trying to do the same thing. You know, there's there's a lot of places that we've lost over the years and time moves on. But time doesn't mean that we replace those places where we've made memories with a place where we will make new memories. You know, it's it's rare that you have something like a situation like Rocky Point where I know they've I think they've built some housing down there, right? But to have a park like that when you know that would be prime real estate that would have been a prime spot for them to, to build waterfront condos. But you're lucky enough to at least have a park that you can go there and visit. Maybe maybe uh maybe I'll do that someday soon. Maybe I'll go down there and write an article up and take some photos and make a little gallery of uh what it looks like now for those of you who haven't made it out there. You know, I try to do that. I try to get out in the nicer weather and and take some photo galleries of places for you to go and visit. You know, last year, my son and I went on a few adventures. We went to Borderland State Park. And actually, we're going to have to go to Borderland some more this year because we only did one of the, I think, four trails that are out there. And we did um, Purgatory Chasm and took some photos out there. And we did the hardest trail out there because, I mean, obviously if you're going to write about Purgatory Chasm, people want to see the chasm itself. They don't want you walking around, <laughs> they don't want you walking around the easy part around the chasm. They want you walking through the rocks and taking photos there. And Barry has a great article up today at WBSM.com and on the app about Beavertail State Park in Jamestown. And you can see and read about some of the things that go on there. And then also in that story, we have the those list galleries, the, the photo galleries of Borderland and of Purgatory Chasm. So you can get out there. And I know it's not the same as going to an amusement park or even a golf course or some of these other places that we're talking about that we're lamenting are no longer with us. But it's still a place where you can get out and enjoy a nice day like today outside. And I hope that they inspire you, you know, seeing these photos and reading these articles inspire you to go out and check out those places for yourself. And it's not just, oh, I know all about that now because I read the article. No, the idea is for you to go out there and, and make your own memories. And uh, my, my son and I will probably visit a few more different places this year and, and write it up. He always gets a little bit annoyed because I'm like, hold, hold on, I got to take photos. Wait, hold on, wait for me. But he's waiting for me anyway because... He's like twice my height and his stride is a lot wider than mine. So, you know, he's, he's already waiting for his slow ass dad to, to come up behind him anyway. But I do it because you should know about these places, right? If they're around us and there are still places where you can go out and spend a day and have fun and make those memories, we want you to be able to do so. 508 uh, I'm going to take my final break of the hour. We still have some time to talk with you when we come back on the other side of it. Uh, then also we will be joined in the next hour by Jack Spillane as we turn on the light each and every Monday. Uh, we will talk about his latest column up at newbedfordlight.org in which he looks at the way that the city councilors kind of broke from this, this, this pack mentality that they seem to have had as of late. And we talked a little bit about it last week, but we'll take a deeper dive into it this week. We'll, t we'll get his reaction to the mayor's State of the City address. 
We'll talk about some other things that are going on on the South Coast. And, of course, we'll take your calls at 508-996-0500. And uh, we will also take your app chat messages via the WBSM app and your open line voicemails as well. And uh, I told you earlier about the Seize the Deal that we have for Jersey Mike's that's going on sale Thursday. Well, just go to SeizeTheDeal.com now because there's all kinds of great deals still up there for you to be able to jump on. We had a few that went on sale last week, but some of them have already sold out because people do not waste time. Uh, a lot of folks take my advice and they go right to it every day and see what the latest deals are and grab what they want to grab. So we, you know, we saw some go on sale over the weekend and sell right out. We still have some other ones that are up there for sale for you. And we have, for example, you can get $50 to Taqueria La Raza for 25 bucks. But I mentioned that we have Jersey Mike's coming up on Thursday. We have Carmine's coming up on Friday, $50 to Carmine's for $25. And we also have one coming up that I know a lot of you jump on. A lot of you jump on this, and this is going on sale the 12th. So that's what, Friday? Friday at 9 a.m., we have one that I know a lot of you look forward to every year. You can get a round-trip pass for the Sea Streak Fast Ferry to Nantucket, a $99 value for just $49.50. That goes on sale Friday at 9 a.m. at SeizeTheDeal.com. This is why you need to make that your homepage on whatever device you check the internet every day. So before you start reading, you know, the latest news, the horoscope, all the great stories that we have at WBSM.com, before you get into any of that, check Seize the Deal first and see what deals are coming up. All right, going to take a break and be back in a few. And welcome back in uh, 508-996-0500. That is the number to call in in the final few moments we have here of this hour. And then, of course, that's also the number you can use to call in during the next hour as we will be turning on the light with Jack Spillane. And we'll be talking about some of the local happenings uh, for the past week. And, of course, you can always read Jack's work at newbedfordlight.org. So over the weekend... Uh, I also had the chance to because, you know, sometimes I just need to veg out in front of the TV and uh, and, and watch documentaries. I watched the next uh, chapter of the Amityville documentary series that's running on MGM Plus, formerly known as Epics. And I think those of you who have called in and, you know, said, hey, you know, the Amityville case is nothing but a hoax. Um, this episode, the latest episode deals with some of that. And, and I think it's going to start to get more into it in the next episode as well. But it talks about, you know, why some people feel that it's a hoax and, and some of the supposed evidence as to how it was. Um, I will just say that a lot of the proof that it's a hoax came from William Weber, the lawyer for Ronnie DeFeo. And I would not call William Weber a, um, a trustworthy source of any information. But uh, for those of you who are like, oh, Tim, you're wrapped up in something that's just a hoax. Watch that episode and uh, and see how you feel about it. And, and I'm hoping that they dive even deeper into that. But it's kind of hard to, to, to see, you know, members of the family talking about what happened in that home up against people that are also claiming that it was a hoax. Is it, is it the way that it was portrayed in the book and the movie? No, that, that part we can all agree on. That was all something that was uh, thought up by... Jay Anson, when he was writing the book, he took the audio tapes that the Lutzes gave him and just kind of went off on his own tangents with some of the stories there. And then that basically forced George and Kathy Lutz to go on TV and and have to, um, you know, try to 
stand by some of what the stuff was that he wrote. But they talk about how they took lie detectors and they passed. And again, you know, you can pass a lie detector if you believe the lie yourself. But also, it just goes to show the lengths that people went through. So check that out if you have MGM+. Plus. If you don't have MGM+, Plus, it's it's good to add on. They got a lot of good programming there. And, um, you know, you can watch the 